0: Cordero director of Albion income and growth VCT and director of science to business thank you for talking to the Center for entrepreneurial learnings entrepreneurs and experts podcast series today we're looking at thinking outside of the box for product development welcome thank you very much lovely to be here You describe yourself as a very active advisor to innovative companies in the healthcare sector. Have you been involved in many
1: startups and ventures?
0: You came from Goldman Sachs, didn't you? Yes, it was
1: very difficult to get used to going from the frying pan into the fire, actually. But yes, I founded Science to Business 10 years ago in response to the market gap that I perceived. Which is basically that there was a big gap between getting science off the bench and onto the road and then evolve a startup into a sustainable business. So far, I've advised about 10 businesses for having looked at multiples from a whole range of universities and hospitals across the UK.
0: And, and just take us through some of those product development decisions you've been involved in making.
1: Well, it originally goes back to 2004, when I worked with Albion Income and Growth with Patrick Reeve, who was then head of the VCT sector at Close Brothers. And the original goal was to set up a new VCT to invest part of a £45 million fund in technologies coming from London universities with a focus on healthcare and after struggling to making investments in these university startups over 2 years we only made one seed capital investment and didn't follow through in funding and the main reason is because there were wrong business models there were incorrect incomplete management teams and wrong incentive structures so that was why i decided to you know, look at the gap and where businesses needed help and needed funding So it became very clear to me that unless I got involved at a very early stage of potential customer engagement and understood what was the compelling business proposition for customers, it would be impossible to create businesses that savvy angels or VCs would invest in. So there was a gap? Definitely a gap, definitely a gap. And And uh, how did that display itself? There were fantastic technologies, but no real understanding where the need in the marketplace was and who the ultimate customer would be who would be purchasing it and at what price and what level do entrepreneurs fall into a chicken and egg gap
0: if you like of fitting a product to a market you know you've got the product you've got the market and never the two shall meet do do you have to sort of tweak the development process to say well look I think your idea is good but is there a market for it
1: well, the problem is that if you start with a technology, which is what most universities do, then you're searching for a market need, that, and that is never-ending. And most scientists seem to think that the problem is with the product and improving the technology, rather than the fact that they haven't identified what the need is. So to give you an example of this, I was faced with this problem when I was involved in the commercialization of a spin-out from UCL in Brunel, where a technology was developed in response to a research call for scoliosis bracing. And the the solution that the scientists had come up with was very ingenious. It was an articulated structure made from injection molded ball and socket joints that conformed to large body parts and locked in place when UV light was applied to it. But no one had gone and checked with the scoliosis surgeons whether they would actually use it they hadn't investigated the fact that the cynoacrylate glue stress fractured the plastic and so they only lasted for one hour let alone the two years of shelf life and the manufacturing process was so cumbersome and expensive that no just made it impractical in the long run so I actually nowadays look for is there a market need is there a gap in this market and Look for available technologies that, used in an innovative way, resolve the problem. Are there key steps for entrepreneurs in deciding how to finance their product development and how does your personal
0: experience help you
1: advise them? I deal solely in the medical technology space, which is medical devices and diagnostics. So where I start out when I'm looking to help an entrepreneur is to see whether there is any customer engagement to start with. And if not, I suggest that they look at non-dilutive or grant funding from the TSB or the I4I scheme or even some charities such as the Stroke Association. But if they are further developed and they have begun potential customer work, then I try to look at What's it going to take for that customer to buy the product or the service? And once you understand what the cost of developing the product to that stage is, then you have a much better idea of whether it is angel or VC or, indeed, grant funding that's the best source.
0: So, basically, you you would sit around the boardroom table if they formed a company, bang on the table and say, well, look, you guys, I I can't see a market for this product, but you can get some grant funding, and it will help you develop it further. You you act as if you like, a staging post directing them in the right way.
1: Yes, and I wouldn't put my money into something that was as early as that, and, and I think that helps them form an opinion in their own you know, They know how early they are if uh, someone like myself won't get involved at that stage as well.
0: The, the steps for entrepreneurs, do, do you think we could, say, define two or three steps they need to take, Bit tips to help them get started?
1: As I said, you know, define who your market is, who the customers in that market are and what it would take to get them to buy your product i think those are the those are the first steps that i would actually suggest that they go through here at the center for
0: entrepreneurial learning we're looking at thinking outside of the box for product development and so if you have to give an example of thinking outside the box
1: does it help speed up product development? It's quite a tough question that one. Absolutely, I mean to give you an example I've been involved as the managing director of a company, an Estonian company, spun out of the University of Tartu and I've been working with them for the past four years. Now the original technology was developed to evaluate muscles of athletes and the product was mainly sold to scientists and this was because the muscle that had to be evaluated had to be in a horizontal position with probe exactly in the gravity vector and the software in order to determine the parameters of the muscle was localized and based on a PC. So this meant that the only sales that were made of the device were to scientists and we sold about 200 devices over two years, which is hardly a sustainable business. However, in 2010, Myaton won grant funding from the European Space Agency, which enabled the product to be developed for use in microgravity, and it required a complete redevelopment of the mechanics and the software in order to cope with the more challenging environment of space. And since then, Martin's been involved in two parabolic flight campaigns, and we will be up in the International Space Station in hopefully 2014 for monitoring muscle wastage of astronauts in space. But the development of the product has resulted in it being a much more versatile product that can be used in most healthcare settings. So we can now measure any superficial muscle in any orientation, which is very important and the data that we are collecting can be analysed centrally through the internet and the reports and statistics generated remotely so that we are now moving from a sale of devices to sale of a service and that really has been the result of being able to make the product much more user-friendly as a result of space use.
0: Marianne, you can tell from the authority in the voice as you speak that you know your science. You're an Oxford University scholarship scientist, um, Worcester College, as I said, also this finance Goldman Sachs background. Are you, as an advisor, a unique product? How many people could draw those strands together, really working out the financial strategies for quite complex health products?
1: Uh, Yes, it's a challenge, but I think that's what keeps one going and gets one up in the morning and I actually frankly found just being a banker making money not very emotionally satisfying but being able to think that I can put my skills to use and hopefully at some point bring important healthcare solutions to market to me is what what's very important to me. A vocation? Yes absolutely. <laughs>
0: How important is it to have a clear vision for the business? You gave your tips for product development, but clear vision, does it sometimes help to be stubborn, to, to,
1: to actually dig your heels in and say, it doesn't matter what people say, I'm going to do this thing? Oh, I think persistence and determination, y- you, you can't do without that and you can't do without passion. And, in fact, I worked briefly in an internet business through the dot-com boom, and I realised that I was not passionate about software. And so it's very, very important to be absolutely fixated about what your ultimate goal is. And, And for me, it's to bring new technologies in healthcare to market. And I also think that creativity generally thrives when there is a need to survive. You know, So I think that, oddly enough, a difficult environment makes you think outside the box.
0: And clearly there has been a difficult environment with funding over the past few years. Finally, what key tips would you give to a novice entrepreneur in the healthcare sector? I
1: would give the same tips to everyone in most sectors as an entrepreneur. And the first thing is, is don't expect the first solution to bring success. So, you know, you've got to keep trying. And in fact, the ability of, to be small gives you the flexibility to change direction. And in small businesses, pivoting is the essential ingredient. So don't be afraid of change and utilise the benefit of it you know, going forward. Lastly, to starting a business is not easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. But if you are out there as an entrepreneur, you've got to believe in yourself. And as soon as you believe in yourself, I think everyone else will.
0: Self-belief, as a creed. <laughs> Absolutely. mary Cordero, Director of Albion Income and Growth, VC and Director of Science to Business. Thank you for talking to the Centre for Entrepreneurial Learning's Entrepreneurs and Experts podcast series today. I've enjoyed it very much and I've learned so much. Thank you very
1: much.